Welcome to More Than a Budget, a podcast presented by Relational Media. Co-founders Jeff Fine Thomas, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and John Mitchell, a certified financial planner, combine the fields of psychology and personal finance to help couples improve their relationships and discover what is more important than money. Hi, I'm Jeff. And I'm John. And if you've listened to our podcasts and you like the material that we're covering, but you find yourself at times going, oh man, I just can't face that. I know I need to deal with it, but I just can't find the energy to get into it. We're going to look at that a little bit today. Um, today we're going to be looking at two topics, shame and failure. Isn't that happy? That's a happy topic. <laughs> we're just a bundle of laughs, aren't we? But a lot of times those are kind of the things that keep us from moving into a place where we can fix things. Yeah. If you know, I'm sure this is intuitive for many people, but, and not to be too much of Captain Obvious, but our feelings often motivate our behaviors. In other words, we feel something and that tends to determine or push us in a particular direction. So today we're talking about the feeling of shame quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're, you come home and your spouse says, hey, um, I don't know how your day was, but you and I need to sit down and talk. <laughs> Especially with that tone, you mean? <laughs> you know, you suddenly you're thinking, oh, no, what did I do? Did mm-hmm. I do something? I mean, I don't even want to talk. I just want to avoid this, right? Mm-hmm. And so... You know, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today is that that kind of overwhelming feeling that says, I'm pretty sure I did something wrong and I don't know what to do now. So let's start by distinguishing the difference between guilt and shame. Cool. So guilt is that feeling you have when you've done something wrong. Do you remember your parents, you know, telling you to do some chore, make the bed or take the trash out or whatever it was. And you didn't do it. And then they catch you not doing it. Yeah. And there's like this, uh, it's a sinking feeling. Right. Exactly. That's guilt. Shame is the experience you have, the, the feeling you have when you believe who you are is wrong. I'm never going to get this right. I'm going to continue to be a disappointment. Yes, I'm a bad person. And, you know, I'm sure many of our listeners have had moments of feeling shame. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. Most people don't tolerate even small amounts of it very well. And you want to rid yourself of it quickly because it's so, you know, poisonous. It feels so horrible. Could I say it another way? Could I say it that, You know, failure is I messed up, I broke the thing, but shame is I'm never going to get this right. Yeah. I've tried too many times and know myself well enough to know that I don't have the capacity to be a good person in this area. I'm worthless. I'm no good. I don't deserve this. Mm -hmm. I'm a horrible person. I'm never going to get this done. Those are all sort of iterations of the feeling of shame. So, you know, this is... This is horrible, right? I mean, right. And it's defeating, right? It's like, why would I even try to fix this? I just need to go do something else because this isn't going to get fixed. Right. So I think you, 
you have experiences when you're working with people in your practice. Um, you probably have people who come in with some experience of shame, but they're probably not telling you. They don't come and sit down and say, I'm feeling shame. What, what do they, when they're sitting in your office, how do you know? What, what is it? What do you see? So somebody comes in, couple comes in and you know, they, they have a reasonable income and they're frustrated. They, they express frustration. They may express it as dismay that they have decent incomes, but they can't seem to get their financial house in order. They can't get on the same page financially. They can't seem to save. Um, they can't seem to get out of debt. Um, they, they feel stuck. They've been stuck for a long time. Those are all things that are telling me um, that there's a, an amount of desperation. Mm. And um, more often than not, there's the, the, the way that it comes out as shame is we should have been able to figure this out and we can't. And we've tried a bunch of things, and and here's the big kicker for me is there's probably nothing you can do to help us. But we just, you know, we've heard you're helpful, and we wanted to try. And I bet their, you know, their shoulders are low. Bad and their, body language. Yeah. They're and, pretty defeated at that point. Yeah, and if you if you think, well, that probably doesn't happen very often, it happens a lot. Or it happens maybe not just financially, but maybe an older couple that says, Hey, you know, we've been trying to help our kids financially and I think we're just making things worse. You know, I wish, I wish we would have been good parent. That's a terrible one to say out loud. I wish we would have been good parents. Mm. Um, but we've, we hear it in every area of financial planning. And I suppose they're hoping you're going to help f- fix that dilemma. Yeah. I mean, in, in, and a lot of times, and it's, and it's something that you've expressed, Jeff, is, is that people come to you for relationship counseling, not when things are great, not when things are slightly askew, yeah, but when things are broken. It's a disaster. It's gotten so bad that I'm willing to talk to somebody about it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, more often than not, when somebody's looking for financial planning assistance, um, they're saying something, is, something has gotten to the point that we can't fix it. We don't know if it can be fixed. Um, somebody who's looking for investment advice might be sim- saying something simple as, I think I should be doing better than I am. But when you're saying, hey, we don't know how to make this right, mm-hmm. um, that's that's unfortunately that happens later in the game than it probably should have. Yeah. So when I'm working with people, obviously I'm not, I'm not a financial planner. I, and people are coming to me for lots of different reasons. As you point out, sometimes it's a couple and, you know, the relationship is in a miserable spot and they're trying to figure it out. Sometimes, a lot of times I work with people who are trauma survivors, so they've come after some horrific or series of horrific things that have happened to them. And, you know, they're describing how they think they deserve that bad thing or how, how you know, it was their fault that that bad thing happened to them when it's clearly it was not, you know, that there's this sort of component of shame that has a kind of belief about one's person, one's personality, one's character that is skewed in the um, direction of, um, you know, thinking bad of themselves. I think one of the things that I do in such situations like this is to try to figure out um, what the reality is. 
how how did they come to this set of feelings and beliefs that mm-hmm. they have about mm-hmm. themselves? What are the historical precedents? You know, those could be single events that happened in their life or more likely a bunch of smaller events that happened in their life that sort of add up over time. They accumulate and add up into a person drawing some conclusion. I'm just a bad person, right? And you, and you can imagine, like, a lot of things probably have to add up before you start thinking to yourself, I'm the problem, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the common denominator that causes all the bad stuff to, to occur. You know, we're doing that basically in the office with uh, planning clients as well. We're asking the question, okay, you feel like everything's a mess and it can't get any better, but where are you really? And we talk about that um, as finding their actual location. You know, what, yes. what are your expenses? What is your income? What is your actual debt load? You know, trying to discover not that everything's bad and that you don't know what you're doing and it's a train wreck, but here is specifically the areas of your financial story that are causing the stress. Yes. It would be the same thing I would do if, if I were a dietitian, I would assume. And that is I would have somebody say, well, I can't seem to lose any weight and I, you know, and I'm, I'm not happy and I feel bad about myself. Well, what actually are you eating? And what actually are you doing as exercise? And let's see how those align and see yeah. if we can find what, what the truth is not how you feel about it, but what the right. truth of it is. Yeah, and when in my work, I do a similar thing psychologically. You know, I'm wanting to understand what it is that is contributing to the belief that something is bad about the person, and I'm wanting to look at that from a as objective standpoint as is possible. So, if someone has been traumatized by something bad happening to them but they believe it was their fault and we walk through what actually happened. And it seems as if there's no way it could have been their fault. Mm-hmm. That some perpetrator did something to them mm-hmm. and they, they blame themselves for it. Then part of that, you know, finding their location, the, the, the finding the reality of the situation is saying, I wonder if perhaps you've misinterpreted this. I wonder if perhaps, you know, there's something else that has happened and you can't possibly be, responsible for what someone else did to you. So it's almost kind of like what we're saying is, and Jeff, tell me if I'm wrong, because I'm not you. um, Shame becomes the problem itself. Shame becomes the thing that prevents us from being able to move forward. We do some things, we have some experiences, we experience shame, and then shame somehow becomes in charge Mm -hmm. and prevents us from being able to get out of this ditch. It's a funny little thing, isn't it? Because shame is an outcome. It's a, it's a result of something or a series of some things, but it's also a cause. In other words, it can push you to continue down a path that is self-blaming or self-harming in some way. And so you're right. That's I would agree with how you stated it. It has both properties. And I think our goal, a therapeutic goal, and I think for you, you know, a financial planning goal is to try to help find a pathway that remits the shame, that, uh, that allows someone to have a different way of thinking or feeling about a moment by looking at the reality of the circumstance and evaluating it 
you know, as objectively as one can. Yeah. So, you know, going back to the very first thing you said, there's a difference between guilt and shame. You know, it's almost like you have to work backwards. I, I feel terrible about myself, but maybe I can recognize that, that there's some things that I did financially that weren't helpful and now I can fix it. Now I can, That's right. it wasn't, it wasn't because I'm bad. It's because I made some ill-informed, um, maybe rash decisions, but now I can choose to do something different. And so I can now start working my way, um, out of, out of that, out of that problem. Yeah. We were, if we're behaving out of, um, our feelings, if our feelings like shame are motivating us, but we're not aware that that's occurring, then we have this potential to perpetuate the problem over Mm -hmm. and over and over and over as opposed to what you're suggesting, which is looking at the sources of cause for how we feel and how we think and how we believe and how we act. And then saying, hey, I see that these things I've made a contribution to and I see these other things I haven't. Right, right. How would I like to move forward differently? Now, one of the things that we haven't mentioned yet is that most of the people that we're talking to are in some sort of a relationship. Right. And shame can be self-imposed, but many times shame is um, delivered. Yeah, I mean, you've all... I'm sure every one of our listeners at some point in their life has had someone say something to them that had a a horrible impact. You know, maybe it was a teacher who said, you know, you're never going to amount to anything, or maybe it was a parent who said something like that or whoever, it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. who had said it. Um, But sooner or later, somebody probably said something mean um, that was also very painful. And that's a sort of shaming comment. So when we, when we see couples who have this phenomenon, um, they often sort of berate each other. They attack each other's personality or their character. It's not good. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if, you're, if that's happening in your relationship, it's a big red flag. If you're the one doing that in a relationship, it's a big red flag. You need, you need to consider what your options are for trying to get around attacking your partner's character. Maybe they mm-hmm. did something wrong. Maybe they did something that hurt your feelings or they made a mistake or whatever, but attacking their character is a very good way to wreck a relationship. Mm-hmm. Not a super good way to make any positive movement forward. So let's get into some solutions based ideas. So if you feel shame, whether it, you came to it on your own or whether it was um, a gift provided to you by us. <laughs> right. The worst kind. Um, and, and we're talking especially in the financial realm. You know, what can you do? What should you do, Jeff? I think in the financial realm, it, it probably applies in any realm. But one of the first things I would suggest, although it may be hard, would be to ask for help. Because sometimes shame just requires the wisdom of someone else's thoughts. You know, they're outside your circumstance. They see it differently. And I think if you have a trusted friend or a professional who can offer help about how you're thinking or feeling or your behavior, what you're doing, decisions you're making, whatever it can be, can be very useful. So I, you know, I know when you feel ashamed, sometimes if it's intense, you think you're beyond help. But I also want to say that's not true. Mm -hmm. There's, um, 
you know, there are definitely people in the world who would be willing to help. And I think in the financial realm, I would definitely suggest contacting someone who's a financial planner or CPA or somebody who has a great deal of knowledge in the area you're wanting to explore. I have noticed this thing in life, Jeff, where I'm going through a challenge and the challenge just seems insurmountable. And I'll share that with a friend. Yeah. And I have yet to have a friend more anxious about my problems than me. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. they will say things like, oh, man, I'm sorry you're go- going through that. I'm sure that'll work itself out. And they just go on eating their ice cream cone. Like right, no right, deal. right. And I'm like, right. do you not realize how much angst I'm feeling? Yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully, hopefully your friends are <laughs> able to feel a little bit of it with you. You know what I mean? But like, at the same time, this idea that says, if the people that I love and respect around me are saying, this sounds like something that's manageable, then it's probably manageable. And maybe my yeah. anxiety or maybe my shame in this situation is not in alignment with the facts. Yeah. And I do think that's a great benefit of friends is, you know, you can sort of tell them your story and they keep it real with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's helpful. I think one, another thing I would suggest people try is to work, work towards understanding your situation realistically. You know, I, I know it's easier said than done, Sometimes when you're trapped in a situation where there's a lot of desperation or or intense feelings of any kind, it's really hard to just take a realistic view of what is going on. Your feelings oftentimes will color the, Mm -hmm. your experience of what's real and what's realistic. But I think again, you know, this is when it's helpful to have someone you trust, a friend or a professional that you can trust to give their thoughts about what it is that you might be going through. So I would definitely, you know, make an attempt to try to understand your situation in more, in more depth. What about the shame itself? Shame itself. I think it's really, really important to explore where this is coming from. You know, psychotherapy is about the exploration of what's going on in one's inner life, Mm -hmm. how one understands oneself, how one came to be who they are. It's not for the sake of going into your history. Mm-hmm. That might be academically interesting, but it's not personally interesting. What, what's really meant there is to understand how you became who you are so that you could make a conscious and deliberate choice now about how you want your life to be. And this is true for shame or any other feeling if you have an abundance of shame, mm-hmm. which you most likely don't want, mm-hmm. um, it's important to know where that came from. Who were the people involved in that? How did it happen? What did it mean to you? What were the conclusions you drew from circumstances that you're remembering about this? And what is it that you, what are the cues that tell you you're about to go into a shame storm mm-hmm. and how to divert around that storm? What are the, what are the next steps for you? I think this is a really important one for spouses. You know, maybe there has been a mistake and you point out to your spouse, Hey, I think you kind of dropped the ball here. And if their reaction is fairly severe, you may have stepped into an old pattern. Yes. You may be taking up the, um, the shaming that somebody else left off. <laughs> yes. And not right. even know it. You may have reopened some old wounds. And I think anytime 
um, you have a strong reaction from a spouse on something that doesn't seem to be normal compared to the other ways that they react, you may have found something um, that has some history in it. I, I really like what you're saying because it's so important for us to be able to have open and vulnerable conversations with our partners so that we know their spots that are pain points. So, you know, we find ourselves in a moment with our with our partner where they're, you know, something big is happening. We don't know what it is. Perhaps mm-hmm. it's shame, perhaps something else. And then if we have some basic background information about what their life has been like, we can begin to have some empathy and care and concern for them. And in the other direction, if it's us who's having that experience of shame in the moment, knowing that your partner might have a clue about what it is that you've been through and how you got to this feeling is really, really helpful. They can be incredibly supportive around how we're feeling. And Mm -hmm. we're talking about shame right now, but um, so it's really, really important to share your life, your, your inner life with your partner. I think that, you know, another thing that I would really encourage, this is very difficult, so easy for me to say, very difficult to do, but it's worth saying, which is, I think it's important to try to cultivate some empathy for yourself. Usually it's easy for us to be pretty empathic towards our partner if they're hurting in some way. And shame is a really particular kind of hurt, super intense. Um, But your partner typically, you know, can, can muster the empathy. It's a lot harder for us to find empathy for ourselves when we're also thinking of ourselves as bad or wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I think there are things people need to start doing or trying to do practicing doing, you know, where they try to cultivate a little bit of empathy, like, you know, trying to understand whether or not the feeling they have right now has some historical starting point and what it was and what it means and what it is that you could do in the moment to make that a different experience. In any case, there's a lot to do there. It's difficult to do. If you struggle with it, go find help. Talk Mm -hmm. to a trusted friend. Go to a therapist. They'll help you. So, Jeff, if we're supporting somebody, if we're a spouse and they are struggling um, getting out of this shame trap, what can we do to help them through it? I mean, the first thing I would always, you know, we, we're always saying about staying curious, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing I would do is just stay curious. A lot of times when your partner is having serious feelings, intense feelings, it's easy to not know what to do. I think it's your first step is to say, oh, what might this be? Mm-hmm. What's happening for them? What could I do to understand this better? How could I show my care or my concern for them? And I think it's also really important not, not to try to convince them that they're wrong if they keep saying, I'm a bad person, I'm a bad person. No, there may be a point where you say, no, you're not a bad person. Not, you know, these are the reasons why. But the first step is to say, tell me why you think that or tell me why you feel that. Isn't it funny how we want to argue with somebody who's having an, can I say, an irrational moment? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think of these as irrational. I think that's a different thing, but that's a discussion for the other day. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, if you've raised kids, you'll find these moments where they just go, I, I get it, I'm bad, I'm terrible, I'm, you know, I'm no good. I'm, And you go, your first reaction is to tell them how wrong they are. <laughs> mm-hmm, right, right. 
And, you know, the same thing can happen in a, in a spouse relationship. And I think what you're saying is, is don't be part of a script that just keeps making the same loop and maybe interrupting that script is to go a different direction instead of back and forth. Why don't we turn left or turn right and see what we can find? Sure. I think to do that, you need to listen carefully. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to understand the nuance of what they're saying and what it means to them and where it comes from. So listening is really important. And I do think showing empathy and support is important too. Mm -hmm. That may be what you mean by saying, let's turn left instead of right. Because perhaps they haven't had a lot of experience when they're feeling shame about having someone come alongside them and just be empathic and, and supportive in that moment or encouraging Mm -hmm. in that moment. You know, I think it's really, really important that we remind our partners when they're hurting like this, that they're loved. Mm -hmm. And that might seem super obvious, but sometimes when you feel really bad, it doesn't feel obvious that your partner loves you. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to say, you know, I love you. I want you to know that. And also I think it's, sometimes helpful to express some gratitude about their strengths. You know, once you've come to some understanding, you've listened carefully, you've shown some empathy, might, it might be helpful, use your judgment, but it might be helpful to thank them or show them gratitude for the good parts of them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in a good relationship, um, your spouse obviously knows your strengths they also know your weaknesses and they love the all of you, the whole of you. Yeah. And to have somebody to be able to say, Hey, it's okay that, that this is an area you're struggling in. Um, that's a part of you that I also love. Um, yeah. is this whole idea. And I've mentioned it before, how wonderful it is to be both known and loved. Yeah. And yeah. the idea that, Hey, somebody, somebody knows, my, my good stuff and my bad stuff and not only loves me, but likes me anyway. That is a really resilient place to find yourself. It's huge. It's huge. Um, and so when you can be in these places where you feel, you know, like dog do and your spouse goes, that's okay. You know, I've got, I've got weaknesses and you, you know, and we take care of each other in these spaces. Yeah. I'm here with you. I'm here with you. And you know, the stuff on the positive side of your ledger more than makes up for this. And, and we're still good. Um, puts you in a position where you can say, well, maybe I can work on this a little bit. Yeah. Well, Jeff, thank you. I think everybody struggles when they see something that they don't know how to do when they see something they don't know how to fix. And I think it's great that, you know, at least in this area of shame, you've given people a way to kind of say, how can I start looking into this and maybe, um, climb on top of it a little bit. Yeah. You know, be sure if you're really struggling with shame to reach out for help, because I think it it will make a big difference. All right. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a like comment or review and tell your friends new episodes drop weekly. Learn more about Jeff and John at relational-media.com. 